Hey there, this is the His Beloved Podcast with Kendra Bartlett and Megan Copeland, and we are so glad you are here. Hey friends, welcome back to His Beloved. How's it going? Great. How are you, Megan? Good. Good. Excited. Yay. We just spent time in prayer, and then we had to like handle our microphone problems, (laughs) and then we prayed over our mics, and now it's like... Go time. I think we need to tell people about the app that we use. Oh, <laughs> should we? Have a scary it? app. Yes, it is. Yes, it is a scary. <laughs> it's literally named exorcism, right? Yeah, <laughs> exorcism prayers or Catholic yeah. exorcism yeah. or something. I don't even know. But here's the deal, and we're going to talk about this today. Um, we are given authority to bind and rebuke and denounce and mm-hmm. renounce and send away all the things in the name of Jesus. Yes. And. This app empowers you to do that as a lay person. Right. Um, so there's prayers in there for priests, but there's also prayers in there for lay people. And our go-tos are usually the perimeter prayer, number one. The uh-huh. second one is prayer for technology. And Megan, when I first got here um, at her house, the, the mics were being weird. She couldn't figure it out. And then we went to pray together, and it was wonderful prayer time. And then we come back, and it's still not working. And so we busted it out, did, did the um, prayer word technology renounced all the things um and we figured it out all of a sudden yeah i just I was like oh here's the answer <laughs> here you go. it works yeah. so yeah definitely um and and they're all prayers for the laity so it doesn't feel like you're doing something that could yeah. cause any type of spiritual problem or right. outside of our authority yeah all good yes and yes, powerful. yes so it's, right. it's blue with like a silver shield yeah the but it just says exorcism yeah <laughs> Which is creepy, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm not doing exorcisms on people, no, I promise. No, okay. we're not. We're not. Well, welcome, friends. So today, we want to talk about the Holy Spirit, the mighty rushing wind, the fire, which is the whole purpose of Find Your Fire is yeah. living in the Spirit. Yeah. And for whatever reason, when I first... Um, converted a long time ago, I had a powerful encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I wouldn't have been able to tell you that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was for a long, long time. And then I was just really intrigued by the Holy Spirit and have ever since then had this like undying need mm-hmm. to tell people about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> and to just say, you guys, you received the Holy Spirit at baptism. You received him at confirmation. Yeah. And I feel like it's like, the secret of the church that no one knows. I agree. The I agree. Power. It's like this dormant power that's just yeah. lying there and ready to be unleashed in each and every one of our hearts. Yeah. So today. Yeah. Let's go. I'm thinking of this story um, with one of my athletes, and I'm getting to the point where I don't know if I've said this on a podcast or not. So if me I have, too, just just chuckle along right, aside, right <laughs> alongside with me, and you know, mom of six kids, I forget things a lot. Yeah. Um, but one of my sweet athletes, she came to me and, and she was just struggling with a friend of hers who was, who her friend was struggling and it was hurting her heart. And so mm-hmm. she was like, how can I cheer her up? How can I, you know, be there for her? And I'm trying everything. It's not working, all these things. And, and she is one, she's been confirmed, um, a couple of years ago. And so I was like, I just felt it on my heart. I was like, you've been confirmed. You've got the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You need to go home and you need to just sit with Jesus and pray. Jesus, what does what what does she need from me? What word do you have for her that I can give her? What um, encouragement do you have for her, Jesus, that I can give to her? And and I saw this light bulb go off in her mind, like, oh yeah, I have been confirmed. 
I could I do that. Do have those gifts? <laughs> it was so sweet. Oh. I loved it so much. And so I just see um, just her childlike faith and like little light bulb go off in her mind. Like we all have that, right? Yes. So yes, we do. And that's what I think is so cool about what we've learned with Encounter and with the healing prayer training that we did last year, is that it. I think sometimes in Catholic world. We know that miracles happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like we believe that miracles still happen, but we kind of believe that only saints can right. can do miracles. And that through the intercession of a saint, miracles happen. Yeah. And we forget that like we are all part of this, that we are all baptized, we are all anointed with the Spirit, and that we have been given spiritual gifting too. Right. And that the Lord can work through us in the same way that he can work through John Paul II and right. St. Catherine and, and Tiana. And they weren't saints when they, when they were on right. the earth doing these things, <laughs> like they were just living in their giftings and in yes. their empowerment and who they were and their identity and um, walking boldly and firmly knowing that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do yes. in his name. And it, it wasn't until after they died that we were able to look back and see the miracles and, and then, you know, elevate them to sainthood. But before that, they were regular people right. in love with the Lord, living it out boldly. Um, some very boldly, you know, who was the saint that was being burned and he said, I'm done on this side, flip me over. Say, uh, L- Lawrence, oh my Lawrence. gosh, people are yelling at us. I was about to say St. Dennis, St. Lawrence <laughs> is the one. Oh, that took a second. Yeah, you're right. Because they were living in it. Like yeah. they had found, found, found their fire. They finded their fire. That's what Stella would say. She find it. <laughs> she find it. They were living in this moment of knowing fully who they were and with the identity and with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and then going. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're called to. Yeah. And it's not like they were different or they were uh, more holy than we are or more set apart than we are or more anointed than we are. Mm-hmm. None of that is true. And if you're hearing any of those things in your head, that's a lie from the pit of hell and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just not true. Mm-hmm. So another thing that I was thinking about earlier today is how in scripture we see a lot of miracles and one of the assignments they had us do for our class was to go back and read the Gospel of Mark mm-hmm. and count the miracles. Did you? How many? Did you I didn't get through the whole thing. I, didn't I got through like the first fifteen chapters, but there were multiple per chapter. Well, I, one of the, it was insane. So I started them. You can the priest in my class said fifty-two. Uh-huh. Fifty-two miracles in the Gospel of Mark, yeah. and that includes like renouncing, um, you know, casting out demons. And, yeah. Um, not just healing miracles, but all of, and prophetic words, all of those yeah. kind of things, spiritual gifting, I guess I should say. And so, um, but yeah, it was like rampant. And I watched the, um, hold on, hold on. I just looked up when I opened my Bible to Mark and just on this one page, one, two, three, four, five, six. Wow. And, on it's, one page. and it's like half the page is scripture and half the page is commentary. <laughs> oh, it sure is. So that's basically like one page of the Bible. <laughs> Six things. That's crazy. So, but I was watching the new trailer to, um, Chosen. Have you seen the, no. the third season? <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I literally screamed. Did you? <laughs> watching the trailer. I was like, ah! um, so, but there's this one moment where it's the feeding of the 5,000. Oh yes. Oh, and so there's people everywhere. They're all over the place. And, and, the, and it's only like a split second of that mm-hmm. episode. It doesn't show very much of it. But you see, I think it's like John and Peter and James, and they're running through the crowds, and they're just squealing. 
Oh, wow. They're like screaming. Yeah. Like, yeah. <gasps> like they're just so amazed yeah. by Look the power of what is happening right there in front of them. Yeah. And they're like filled with this joy. Yeah. And I, it, just now when we were praying, it was like the Lord said to me, like, that's the joy that I want to see in everybody. Yeah. That's the joy because I'm still doing miracles. Right. And I want you to notice those miracles. And I want you to be a part of those miracles. And I want you to be open to the spirit of what I'm doing right now in you. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to be filled with that joy and run around and scream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so fun. They've been talking about that scripture story a lot lately in our classes. And the thing that has stood out to me so much was that they brought the, the fish and the loaves to Jesus. He mm. blessed them. And then he handed them back to the disciples yeah. and the the miracle itself took place in the hands of the disciples as they were distributing, right. you know? And so that alone like speaks to the authority that he has given us. Like we are, um, asked to partake. Mm-hmm. He wants us goodness. to participate in the yeah, miracles. Yeah. Yeah. And he needs us to participate. He needs us to participate. Yeah. He wants us to be his hands and feet. Yeah. Oh, and, um, I don't know. It just kind of got me thinking about the Holy spirit and miracles that are happening right now and the fact that just i believe as a culture catholics don't recognize this beauty that we've been given Mm -hmm. and we don't allow it to really take root in our hearts like we memorize the gifts of the spirit and we talk about the fruits of the Mm -hmm. spirit but we're not actually we're not actually praying for that gifting to take root in our hearts right like we're not praying lord let me receive your gifts and then right. noticing when we receive them. Right. Um, and, and praying in faith that he's going to give them to you. That he's going to give them to you. Yeah. When I first became Catholic, um, I had a very tangible experience of receiving the gifts of the spirit. And I didn't even know at the time what that meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had never in my life been able to read scripture. I had never in my life been able to pray. I didn't, I mean, oh my goodness, if you asked me to pray out loud, it would never happen. And I remember as a kid, like opening my Bible or even as an adult for that matter, Mm -hmm. opening my Bible and trying to read it and it just being gibberish on a page, Mm, like it just words that Mm -hmm. made no sense to me. And as soon as I had that conversion, I remember the first time this happened to me, I was sitting upstairs and I had recently become Catholic. So I had recently experienced, you know, the Pentecost, my very own confirmation Pentecost. And I was sitting upstairs and I started reading the beginning of um, Genesis uh-huh. and all of a sudden it made sense. Wow. And it was like my mind was open to something in a way that I'd never experienced in my life. And I took back the story of Adam and Eve and I shared it with a group of teenagers and I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. I understand Adam and Eve. And, um, and I remember feeling like, wow, like it was like it came alive on the page. Yeah. I never had that before. And then all of a sudden, every time I read scripture, it just implanted into my brain and I remembered it. And then it fit into these pieces with the rest of scripture. And all of a sudden I had this like memory. Cohesive. Yeah. And so there was like this, I I don't know if you would call that wisdom or knowledge. I've always wondered Mm -hmm. which gift that is. I think it's kind of a mixture of both. I was going to say a mixture of both, I bet. Because yeah. I'm, in one in one way, it's like my brain is just activated in a different way than it's mm-hmm. ever been before. And then in the other, it's like a knowledge of the will of God and love of God mm-hmm. and like theology. And, and, and there's nothing on earth that can explain that change that happened. Yeah. Right? Like there's nothing tangible that you can be like, oh, well, Megan all of a sudden is smarter right. than she was yesterday. Like that's not it. What did she eat for breakfast? Yeah, she had her Wheaties. It's totally not for me. And it's yeah. totally from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So like the Lord is 
desiring each and every one of our teenagers and our kids who are receiving the confirmation to live in those gifts too. Not yeah. just memorize them, yeah. but live in those gifts. Yeah. And I just sometimes want to like run around confirmation masses and like scream at people's faces. Shake their shoulders. Like, <laughs> do you know what you just got? It's this amazing. This is the Holy Spirit and it's amazing. <laughs> we're, a, we're a little hyped up today. Um, yeah, we are. But the scripture that always makes me think of this or like stories from scripture is St. Peter. Mm-hmm. Because I love Peter because he was such a, he just, like, I, I feel like if Chad was in the Bible, Chad would be Peter. <laughs> Awesome. Like just this manly man uh-huh. who like can handle anything. And he has all the this. tools in his car. He's got all the tools. He can <laughs> fix anything. Yeah. He can, he's really used to being in control of his whole life uh-huh. and serving the people around him. Like, I feel like that's who Peter was yeah. in when Jesus called him. And it, I love how the chosen um, shows him too. Cause like he's real feisty. In the yes. Chosen. Yes. But, and, and then he continued to try to use that, power and gifting that he had just from being a strong man mm-hmm. to like as part of his ministry and Jesus is like I'm not asking you to do that right he tries to fight people and he tries to like control situations and protect Jesus and Jesus is like I don't need you to protect me yeah I'm, I'm God thank you very much <laughs> I'm good but uh there's so many times in scripture where he just he had his heart is in a good place and he jumps ahead of Jesus he jumps yeah. ahead of the Holy Spirit because he hadn't received the Holy Spirit yet yeah he didn't have the gift that we have of being anointed in the spirit. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I love the story of him like jumping out on the water. And then the story of when Jesus is arrested, he wants to protect Jesus. So he cuts the ear off of, yeah. of the soldier and sweet Jesus goes over and heals him. And is like, put away your sword. Mm-hmm. He heals the man's ear. And, and then he tells him, you know, well, first he says, Peter, I'm on this rock. Your name is Rock. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change your name. I'm changing it from Simon to Peter, which is actually Kephas. And Kephas means rock. So he said to him, on this Peter, I will mm-hmm. build my church. Mm-hmm. Like on you, Peter, mm-hmm. is where I will build this church. And and at that time, Peter wasn't prepared in the slightest. Yeah. To be able to run a church. Yeah, he was still rowdy and rough around the edges and Yeah, I mean he cut the guy's feisty off after that and happened. Controlling and graspy. Yeah, yeah. grasping yeah. and just trying to like force things and, and not able to rest. Well intentioned, but so well yeah. intentioned. But yeah. much like most of us, right? Mm-hmm. Grasping, trying to control things, not allowing the spirit to lead us and guide us and resting in who he is. Would you say that he almost put Jesus in a box? Yeah, well on the chosen it he like feels like he has to protect Jesus. Yeah, and I mean that's not actually from scripture, I guess, but still, right, like, right. yeah, it was like. Well, that, like, I mean, the fact that he cut someone's ears off, I'm sure that wasn't the only time that he tried to protect him. You know, right. like that. So it makes it that depiction as they've that's depicted true. him. And it's you know? almost like he's too afraid to let Jesus full fulfill what he's meant to fulfill mm-hmm. because he's afraid that it might hurt him in some way. And so mm-hmm. yeah, it does seem like he's trying to put him in a box and he's also still like on the journey, right? He's learning yeah. what it looks like to trust this this God. Right. And to be completely surrendered and open to him. Right. And he hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah. But he gets there, which is the best yeah. part of the story. So then Jesus, of course, we all know the story of um, that he will deny him three times. And Peter's like, no way will I deny him. That mm-hmm. would never, ever happen. I would never deny you. And then he does because his humanness takes over and he's scared. And he lets fear get in the way of, um, of this love that he has for his Lord. And I think in some ways it was like a, um, a tenderness of Jesus to tell Peter, like, hey, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Don't, 
don't count yourself out yet mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like you're going to fail and that's, that's going to be okay because I'm going to pick you back up and I'm going to love you through this, yeah. but you're going to make a mistake. And, um, and then of course they have their beautiful reconciliation and he tells them, feed my sheep. And, but so the, the best part of the story though, for me is at Pentecost. Mm-hmm. So now he's lived this life with Jesus. Jesus has now died and resurrected and he's gone. And they've been in this upper room for nine days praying for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I always, ugh, you know, they say like, could you go back in time and be present somewhere? Oh, what I would give oh, to be in that room yeah, to yeah. hear the walls shake, mm-hmm. the earth like rumble, the wind rushing back and forth so loudly that they like couldn't yeah. even hear each other. I mean, it would be terrifying, actually. I was going to say that, like, you're, most people to experience that would immediately go into fear right. of the the earthly side of what's happening. But they had been in deep communion with Jesus, mm-hmm. knowing well his full power and might. And so they, I bet they didn't even go to the earthly fear. They just immediately knew. Yeah. You know, and so it was just probably like immediate elation and um, the like the of fulfillment the of the desires of their hearts. And then oh. it's like all coming together, like he's not dead, he's alive, you know, just everything. Yeah. I just imagine their hair like swirling around them. <laughs> and I love that Mary was there. Yeah. That's yeah. the part of the story that, that gets left out yeah. a lot. It's like she was part of all of this. She right. was mothering them and loving them. And she was just as much a disciple as they were. Like she was right. ready to go and spread the gospel right. and tell everybody about her son. Right. Um, so they have this moment and, you know, they're, uh, they start speaking in tongues and they start prophesying and all of a sudden everyone can understand one another. And there's this unity that takes place in the church through the spirit mm. because there had been disunity in the Old Testament. And now the Lord's bringing everyone back together and saying, I desire my church to be spread throughout the throughout the world and I desire unity and the Holy Spirit is what is going to to accomplish that. And, and I just love after that moment, everything about Peter changes. Mm. He is no longer, um, grasping. Mm -hmm. He is no longer self-sufficient. He is now completely devoted to his Lord and walks with a boldness and walks into places that you know, are hostile to him. He gets imprisoned over and over. He escapes from prison multiple times. He converts prison guards, (laughs) converts the prison guards. Oh my goodness. And and I love the story about when he escapes prison and then he knocks on the door of the house and they're like, Peter's here. Where did you come from? And they think he's like a ghost or something. But there's just this boldness about him. And then, um, when, when his martyrdom finally comes, which he's known this whole time that like mm-hmm. martyrdom is, is a risk that mm-hmm. he is willing to take. He is willing to preach the gospel if it means he dies. Um, when he finally is martyred, he says, you cannot crucify me in the same way that my Lord died. Yeah. You turn me upside down. Yeah. Which if crucifixion is the most um, heinous way to die, I think upside down crucifixion beats that a hundred percent because what they always say is in crucifixion, you could hold your arms up Mm -hmm. and, and release some of the pressure. Mm -hmm. But if you're upside down, there's Mm -hmm. no hope for that. There's no hope. One of our friends who's not Catholic, uh, I guess in art class at school, they were, 
they were looking at a picture of the crucifixion of Peter. Did Ella, I didn't, did I didn't, tell you this? no. Ella told me this. And one of our non-Catholic friends was like, what is that? And so Ella's like, well, that's Peter. He was crucified upside down on a cross. And they were like, are you kidding me? Because these are stories that are not told outside right. of the Catholic church. Like, yeah. They had never seen that before. Yeah. So Ella goes on this whole thing about how Peter couldn't be crucified like his Lord. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, something that stood out to me, and it's kind of a tangent, I think, of... Um, what 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 we're planning on kind of speaking into, but um, Holy Spirit asked me to go there. So go for it. The the unity piece um, mm. that the Holy Spirit is gonna is is what's gonna unify mm-hmm. the church. And if we look at history, I love history, and just looking at the division that has happened over the centuries um, and the splits and. I don't think the Holy Spirit was invited into those decisions. Yeah. You know? And so here we are today, um, just broken and splintered and so many denominations and, and, and everything. And I, I truly feel like what you're saying, like the Holy Spirit, seeking the Holy Spirit is going to unify his people again. I think so too. And I think that starts within the Catholic church. Yeah. I think there's a unity that needs to take place here first. Right. And instead of us going to our opposite ends of the spectrum camps of yeah. all reverence or all Holy Spirit, like I think it's a both and. It's a and both I think and it's for right sure. Right in the middle. And, and I believe that this is how the church was founded. Like this is yeah. what it was founded for. This is what the saints believed. Not a single they one died of for. those saints chose chose either the Eucharist or the Holy Spirit. Right. Not a single one. Yeah. Not a single one chose reverence in the Mass or the Holy Spirit. They were living in both. Yeah. Because that's how they were able to do all the miracles I've yeah. talked about. Like, it has to be both. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that Holy Spirit blowing mm-hmm. is exactly what our church needs. Yeah. And one time I heard the Holy Spirit. Um, so some of you may be going, like, I don't get what y'all are saying. What is the Holy Spirit? Like, because I think it's easier sometimes to relate to God or to Jesus because they're more tangible and we have like a face to them. Um, but the Holy Spirit is a little bit more, we don't know. We don't know what it is. Fly by the seat of the pants. Yeah. We're not really, I mean, that's part of the I Trinity. Like about it, <laughs> I know we do. <laughs> I like the excitement. Um, no, but I heard it um, described one time. It would be like watching a basketball game mm-hmm. and you see the two teams on the, on the court and they're dribbling down the court and they make a shot and then they dribble the other way and they make a shot. And then it would be like watching a basketball game with an invisible basketball. Oh. And so you still see the uh-huh. people moving around the court. You still see movement that has to take place because of the, where the ball is, right? Yeah. Like if the ball goes out of bounds, they're going to run towards the, the side to mm-hmm. get the ball. But you don't see the actual ball causing that movement. Does that make sense? That's and cool. That's like yeah. the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. working in and among us. And sometimes I like to even picture it kind of swirling around us and mm-hmm. causing causing movement, causing action, but we don't see that movement in action. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that analogy. That's yeah, good. I thought it was cool. It, it was right when I was um, very new in my faith, uh-huh. and it clicked for me. Like, oh, okay, I get that now. Like, yeah. it was just a really hard thing for me to understand before that, but yeah. um, that really opened up. Yeah. So one of the things I want to talk about today is, like, where have we seen him move mm-hmm. in our own lives, our own miracles? Because this is not just stories from Scripture. This is not just stories from saints. Mm-hmm. It's stories from you know, 2020, 2022, like when have we seen him? Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. have any stories? So many. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, m- part of my 
my favorite stories are just sitting back and watching him work in the lives of people around me. Because mm. I think it's easier for us to see him move in others than it is our, in ourselves. Because I think for ourselves, it's more of a hindsight 2020 type of thing. Like, yeah. oh, that was totally not me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, just seeing moments um, with my husband, um, seeing him become awakened to something um, that was not of his own doing or my own doing, seeing um, just scales fall and allowing like deeper union between the two of us. Um, I mean, the fact that we're both doing Encounter today was completely the Holy Spirit. And we've shared that story before of how, Mm -hmm. I think it was in the Wonder and Awe episode, um, like the Holy Spirit speaking through you, Megan. And Mm. um, you you couldn't sit still unless that text message was sent and it was sent in a specific way. And that opened a door for a conversation between us. And then um, the Holy Spirit just took it from there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I love moments like that. Like this past weekend, I was visiting my family and, um, the Holy Spirit really moved in really amazing ways with my parents and, um, and my sister. And, and it's just, it's beautiful to see, like he is just all over, he's yeah. all over. And it, and just taking that time to step back, um, and just to, to give him the credit where credit is due, mm-hmm. you know, I think we did a, an assignment last week where we were reading some certain, um, miracles in the gospel of John. Mm-hmm. That was our last assignment. And just kind of like, what is the Lord sharing with you through these miracles kind of thing? And what stood out to me was sometimes the miracles are big and grandiose and shocking. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they're just these little miracles for the desires of our heart. Yeah. And for, um, you know, just little things that may not matter to anybody else. Mm-hmm. But those are miracles too. And that like Jesus really cares about those little things too. And he cares yeah. about relationships and he cares about bringing people to himself and Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's kind of like what you're saying is like yeah there's smaller things that are really important to you but may not be important to like the rest of the world or they may not be like life or death but they matter too right those are miracles too yeah yeah that um we've been learning a lot about healing Mm -hmm. and physical healing and how physical healings still happen yeah and the last two weeks at mass I've been at different churches and both priests have talked about, talked about healing mm-hmm. and how we should pray for healing and how they have themselves encountered physical healing. And that's just been kind of like a recurring message for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, we had a, like a little miracle in our family in the last uh, couple of weeks. And, uh, I said a couple, I guess it was the beginning of this, that Eli was having a really hard time. Mm-hmm. My, my son, Eli, he's 10 and baseball is his life, and he, and he loves baseball, and he's like his best self when he gets to play. And he ended up on this really great team, and he was really excited about it. And ever since he came, got on that team, it's like everything bad that could happen to Eli has happened. So he um, uh, had a pandas flare, and then he got sick over the summer, and then he um, broke his finger, which we didn't take him to the doctor for. <laughs> that I felt like a bad mom. And then a stranger drove by and yelled at him in our front yard and told him he was going to come kill him in his sleep, which caused him a lot of fear for a kid who already has anxiety. It was, you know, can be pretty traumatic. But all these things, it was like hit after hit after hit after hit, but he was like still standing. And it was like, okay, he was, I could see a grace in him that he didn't usually have and a level of strength that he didn't usually have, which was really um, gave us a lot of courage to keep moving forward. And so on that podcast, I was, I talked about how he had just gotten knocked unconscious and, um, but that he was doing better. 
And the day we recorded that podcast, uh-huh. remember that? That was that day. He broke his arm that day. <laughs> That's true. The same day. <laughs> and I was like, what else? My goodness. And I shouldn't say those words. And um, so he broke his arm that day. And that felt very kind of like a big blow of, okay, he's not going to play baseball because mm-hmm. now he's injured. But I just had this really strong sense of my heart of to pray for his healing mm-hmm. and to pray for his healing. And the doctor said, you know what, we're going to put a cast on him for two weeks. And at two weeks, we'll take it off and x-ray him and decide if he needs more casting at that point or you yeah. know, what it looks like. And his hands swelled up terribly. He was definitely very, very injured. And he came to me and his hand was like barely fit in the cast. Like I almost thought about taking him to back to the doctor because it was so swollen. And it was all red and white and welby looking. And um, and so I just laid hands on him and I prayed these, you know, healing healing prayer over him and sounds so crazy to say it out loud but the swelling immediately started going down within like a minute I looked down at his hand and it was no longer red and white and splotchy it was skin colored and his and his healing I mean his swelling started going down and so that was about it was only a couple days after he got his cast and there were a couple other times that I prayed for his healing and and then the day of his uh, we had his cast removed I prayed over him again and they did the x-ray, and it was completely clear. Like, there was nothing. And it wasn't even as if the bone had healed. Yeah, because that would be a little that. bit darker. Yeah, yeah, you, they yeah. can see that We've on the x-ray. She looked at the x-ray, and she goes, well, there's nothing here. <laughs> nothing. That's amazing. That's that's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, it's not weird. Yeah. It is, like, totally what we expected. Yeah. And it was funny because I had this level of, like, um, almost certainty. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that yeah. this is what it was going to be. And she said, you play baseball? And he said, uh-huh. And she said, I don't see any reason why you can't start playing baseball right away. And so it took a couple of days for him to kind of get over the cast and yeah. having that on. And that boy's going to play baseball on Saturday. It's like, so He's going to go back and be in the big tournament and play the hard games. And, yeah. But it was just... I mean, a broken arm is not that big a deal, right? Yeah. Like, he would have been fine if he had missed a couple weeks of baseball. It wouldn't have been the end of the world. But to him and his little world, like, God knows his little world, and God yeah. knows his little heart, and God knows what brings him life and joy, you know? Yeah. And And you prayed with the authority that you've been given in the name of Jesus yeah. for that healing to happen. And Jesus like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And yeah. it's all for his glory. Like, yeah. now yeah. my little 10-year-old boy... <laughs> is running around to the baseball team and telling them that, that God <laughs> healed him, which I'm not sure how well that's going over. Mm-hmm. But, like, he is certain. Mm-hmm. And this is not his first miracle. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you listen to my first pod- our first podcast, my story of um, the miracle of him being healed with pandas. So it's like mm-hmm. he knows very, very intimately what it means to ask for prayer mm-hmm. for something and watch God show up and answer it. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is immeasurable. Like, yeah. that's... It's amazing for him yeah. to already know at this age. Yeah. I, you made me think of a moment. Um, this is like probably two weeks ago. Um, so Philomena, my oldest, is in high school, freshman. And it's been a lot, you know, starting out the freshman year with um, volleyball season on mm-hmm. top of freshman year, you yeah. know, all the well, things. Like, and so, I wish volleyball started a couple months later. <laughs> I know. Seriously. All sports. No sports it's, are allowed in the first month and a half of school. Please. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, but it was really getting to her, and, and stress was building up. She was getting overwhelmed, and um, and she came down, and she calls it nervous stomach, which is, I, I think, like a little bit of anxiety in her stomach. And so um, 
there were some other things that were going on. And so I just stopped her and just prayed over her and put my hand on her stomach and, um, and told it to leave, like in the name of Jesus, I just told it to leave and, um, kind of prayed her through some renouncing prayers and stuff like that. And she was like, mom, immediately when you said that it went away, Mm. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like, and it's, it's, and this is where I struggle. Okay. So I go in and out of, um, like fully, I guess, living in it. And then, like, and, and when I say that, I mean like fully living in the authority that we've been given and completely like sold out and convinced and, and that sort of thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. so my mind is in the right place. And then I get into these modes of, um, the what ifs, what if he doesn't heal? What does that can do to this person? If they're already in a place of despair, are they going to forever turn away from God for the rest of their lives because he didn't heal them in this moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just play this narrative in my mind of fear. Um, and then I, I, you know thanks be to God, the Holy Spirit leads me out of it. And then I go back into it. And so it's what they've been talking about with encounter lately is the renewal of the mind. And I'm seeing how much I need, um, just a deeper renewal of the mind, not just me telling myself, um, what is true and, um, and, and knowing that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Um, but it's this renewal at a deeper level of me not even giving fear a second thought, mm-hmm. um, not even, question anything like just just immediately seeing the need and going to it and saying okay let's pray let's pray for that let's pray that away right now um and one of the one of the things that happened to me a couple weeks ago and again I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or not so sorry it's hard because you and I tell each other these stories in real life I know like (laughs) I know I said this somewhere I don't know where uh but not too long ago I was um at a stoplight and there was a um, a pretty crippled, he had a really hard time walking a homeless person. Um, and, and I was stopped there and, you know, I, I smiled at him. I didn't have anything to give him on the, give him at the time. And he was kind of walking away from my car, but I just started to think like, what if I just go and park and walked over and just prayed healing over him? Mm-hmm. And, and I just had this debate in my mind, like, I know that's what God would want me to do. Yeah. Why am I not doing it? Why am I still sitting here? Why am I coming up with excuses to not do it? And then the fear came in of, okay, this man is already living a really rough life. And if I were to walk up to him and say, okay, God can heal you. And what if he chooses not to in that time? Hmm. Like, would that send him, like I said before, like send him into deeper despair and make him turn away from God? But then someone I was talking to and sharing this with, she was like, well, who are you to not do it? Mm. You know? And, um, and the same person, she's from Scotland and I love her so much. And I want to like go be her best friend and meet her and hang out with her. She's so, she's adorable. Um, but she said, um, whoever you put on the throne will become a tyrant. Ooh. And I'm seeing how like there's moments when I put myself on the throne, when I put fear on the throne, when Mm. I put what ifs on the throne, when I put doubt on the throne, instead of God himself on the throne, the almighty, the all powerful, omnipotent, Mm -hmm. sovereign God on the throne. And I operate out of that. And those things become tyrants. I mean, I drove through the light, went and parked and went about my day. And I cannot get him out of my mind. Aww. Like I can, I see his face. He had the, like the most beautiful face. He had, he looked up at the sun and just like radiated, radiated the smile. And, um, Aww. and, 
Yeah. It's so interesting to me to hear you say that because um, every once in a while I have to go back and listen to episodes of the podcast for whatever reason, or sometimes I just want to hear it. <laughs> a story that we told. Secrets time. out. <laughs> but I do go back and listen sometimes to things. And, um, and you can, at the end of all of our normal episodes, we always end with what's God doing in your heart right now. And so it's been an opportunity for us to really share kind of just, you know, the way the Holy Spirit's moving and all of this. And, and, um, I, I guess about a year and a half ago, you started to really feel this calling of like boldness to mm-hmm. step out and pray for people and, um, and a stirring of the Holy Spirit in your heart to, to learn more about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and it's funny cause I feel like you're like a totally different person than you were both of us. We've yeah. grown so much since then, but so you could hear it on the podcast of this like welling up inside of you of like, oh, I just have this deep desire to be bold in the spirit and pray for yeah. people. And then the next, you know, an episode or two later, you'll talk about like your fear. Yeah. And so it's like very much this up and down. And, mm-hmm. and I think a couple times we even like prayed through announcing that for you. Right, right. Yeah. And then, and then you'll have this moment of stepping into that boldness and like something literally miraculous happening. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then you then you get sucked back into that fear and the what ifs again. Right. And you said you've been really allowing your mind to, to focus more on a spiritual authority. Can you mm-hmm. share some of that with us? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of piecing together of what, what we've been talking about a bit here today. Um, but the, the whole thing, like I had this aha moment not too long ago, um, praying in the name of Jesus, I command, this mm. to, to be gone or whatever. Right. And so for me, I was taking it as like, am I telling Jesus what to do? Mm. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not what it is. At, what it is at all. Um, I'm not telling him what to do. I'm standing in my authority that he has been, he has given to me mm. and claiming in his name that this can happen. Like, yeah. like, um, the, the seal, right? It's all over scripture, placing a seal over our hearts. And, um, and when we give ourselves to him, there's a seal. And for the longest time, I didn't quite understand what that seal was. I was like, is it like the seal you see on an jar? which by the way, is really hard to get off. <laughs> um, and it keeps the freshness in. No, <laughs> it's not that kind of seal. Um, but it's the seal that has been passed from father to child, like the, um, it's like a wax seal. Yeah. Like the wax seal, like their signet ring or whatever, um, that they may go and, and this is how it was back in Jesus time, um, to go act in the authority of their father, like make purchases and do things in town. And like, I'm acting on his, his authority, um, with this yeah. seal. And that is the seal that has been You've given been to given us. given that authority. And, right. And given the permission to use it. Right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Given the permission to use it. And I think Not using just the permission, it, the calling. The calling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this authority piece, um, is given to each and every one of us in our, in our baptism, um, awaken with our confirmation with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, he, he needs us to be the, our hands, his hands and feet. Like why else would that be in scripture? We all have to be his hands and feet and we can't just do it on our own authority or we're going to screw things up. Like it all has to be in his own, in his authority. Right. And so, um, again, it goes to the renewal of the mind, which I realize I really need to, um, 
ask the Lord to heal and to renew and me that part of that is also me catching those lies and right. and flipping them and filling them with truth that I know is true mm-hmm. and walking in that yeah boldly, right? I think that's probably the thing that I've been most impacted on in the last year is I've always known that that the evil one speaks lies into our hearts like mm-hmm. that is he took me on a very real journey mm-hmm. I experienced you know, through some deep suffering that I was, I had believed lies, really intense lies about my motherhood, about my life, about, um, you know, you can't tell anybody about this because if you tell them, they'll think badly about you. I Mm -hmm. had fully believed all those lies. But back then I didn't know what to do about that. I didn't know what to do about a lie that I was hearing in my head. Mm -hmm. And over the last year, we have been taught that we have authority over those lies too. Like we right. can cast out those lies yeah. and not receive them and not believe them. And and um, so we've learned a lot about uh, renouncing or rejecting in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I renounce the lie that I'm unworthy. That I'm unworthy. I announce. I renounce the lie that you know I'm unloved or that mm-hmm. no one cares or whatever that lie is that you're hearing in your head. It takes. 10 seconds Yeah. to say it out loud and just say, in the name of Jesus. You have to say in the name of Jesus. Yes. Because we're not renouncing anything of our own power. Right. We have no authority to do that yeah. <laughs> outside of yeah. his power. Right. But all we have to say is, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie. Um, and to, we even did this today before we came on the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. And then and I send it to the foot of the cross for you to deal with as you wish, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, there's like a lightness, mm-hmm. a, um, a feeling of weight lifted off. Mm-hmm. And you can follow that with, in the name of Jesus, I proclaim the truth. Yeah. And you speak truth over whatever that is. Yeah. I proclaim the truth that I have been called and chosen and given this role. And I proclaim the truth that I am your beloved, that you mm-hmm. love me, that you care about me. Whatever the opposite of whatever your lie is, you proclaim that truth right there in that mm-hmm. moment. And it's funny to me um, how what a difference that makes and how for years and years I didn't realize that that was um, even making an impact on my life. Like I don't think yeah. most people even know that they've believed lies. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you believe that lie, you're putting you're putting the evil one up on the throne mm-hmm. and he's becoming a tyrant. The more mm-hmm. we agree with a lie, we agree with the liar mm, and we give him good, power yeah. and he continues to grow in his power over us every mm-hmm. time we come into agreement with a lie that he's put mm-hmm. into our head. But every time we break off a lie, mm-hmm. he loses power and he loses power and then right. we become free. It's like giving him that little finger snap. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, and like on our last episode, we talked a lot about wounds and how wounds work together with lies mm-hmm. and and, and so that's a whole lot of that inner healing is yeah. just breaking off those lies and allowing freedom mm-hmm. and, um, and to heal those, those mm-hmm. wounds that mm-hmm. maybe from a long time ago or from stopping new wounds from happening. Yeah. Cause if yeah. you can cut off the lie before it takes root, mm-hmm. then he has no power. Right. And yeah. sometimes I, I learned this the hard way. When you start to not believe the lies, the lies get louder mm-hmm. and they get a little crazier. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a kid who you've, you know, you're taking attention away from them and they start screaming louder to get your attention. Right. That's what happens sometimes with the yeah. lies. And you just stay steadfast and you yeah. keep, you keep, um, you know, renouncing the lies and staying close to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And before long, 
they'll go down. They'll yeah. stop. You yeah. Know? I love this scripture from Second Corinthians. Um, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance so that you may always have enough of everything and may provide an abundance for every good work. Mm. Like that just sums it up right there. Like he's going to provide and give you everything you need in every moment. So in the moment, you know, that I gave into fear, you know, if I just was steadfast, knowing that he was giving me the grace that I needed to go and park and to walk up to that man and at least say hi, right? Um, and just to see where the Lord would have led that conversation. Yeah. Um, who knows? Well, and, and two, even if you didn't go up and heal him from his crippledness, mm-hmm. in that moment, the Lord can still use you. Right, And yeah. you can still bring joy to him. And you yeah. may convert his heart in some way because right. of your great love. You just never know like what the yeah. plan is of God. And the fun thing about the Holy Spirit is just saying yes and just yeah. going. Yeah. If he tells you to step out, you take one step. You don't have to run a mile. That's true. All you have to do is take one step and yeah. just see where it goes. Yeah. I think that's what I love so much about the Holy Spirit is that there's like unpredictability. Like it's yeah. just so exciting and yeah. so fun. And I just think about what it feels like for me to be um, just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the like the disciples running around screaming and giggling when they got to see the the loaves multiply like yeah. I love that feeling yeah. of watching him show up for somebody else. Yeah. I love to see the joy, the look in his eyes or look in their eyes, the way that the, the Holy Spirit shines in the yeah. light, eyes of someone else. Like it's worth saying yes yeah. and taking the first step. Yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. It's scary. I mean that's not it'll be easy. But it's right. so worth it. Right, right, right. I just want to break away. Like i I feel like I feel like we need to go walk the streets, Megan. Let's do it. I don't know. I say that though, but I went to San Antonio this weekend mm-hmm. and I, I walked all over the place to get to churches. Uh-huh. I, we walked to three churches before we got to the right one. So <laughs> we did a lot of walking and I saw a lot of people in the streets that were yeah. in need. And, yeah. and I thought the same thing of like, should I stop and pray? It's so weird to just walk past someone right? and then walk into the church. And I was like, should I stop and pray with them? Um, and I didn't. So it's not yeah. like, you know, I, I don't yeah. know what I would have offered in that moment, but, um, but yeah, it does make me want to be more bold yeah. and try more things. And, yeah. and there is a street evangelization team in Austin. Yeah, yeah. A Deacon group of Guadalupe Deacon. does Yeah, it. Deacon Guadalupe. We need to have... We'll keep y'all posted, listeners. Y'all hold us accountable. We're going to go do this. We need to have Deacon Guadalupe we on the do podcast. This. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. Why haven't we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah, we will. He's so great. Yeah. But yeah. Well... Mm. I hope that today wasn't too overwhelming. <laughs> um, and I hope that you understand, too, that just from... That there's many steps to trust in the Holy Spirit. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go straight from saying yes to healing people that day. That's not usually right. how that works. Because clearly we're still on the journey. We're still on the journey. <laughs> and, Taking those and steps. And we're very much um, in a learner's posture right now. Mm-hmm. But just being open to the Spirit, watching for the Spirit, the way He moves, noticing the way He feels on your heart. Noticing like what happens to your body when the spirit enters the room. Mm-hmm. Um, just starting some of those kind of steps today. Yeah. And then renouncing any lies that you're hearing that says you aren't good enough or you don't deserve. Yeah. You, you aren't a saint. You don't deserve to have this relationship with the Lord. Because I know that for some of you, those thoughts are popping up. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect time to just, in the name of Jesus, renounce those. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, this has been so fun. Oh, so let's talk about our event coming up oh, yes. again. Yeah. You guys yeah. on the last one. So we have a, um, 
a live little mini retreat that's going to be happening on December 2nd from 6 to 9.30 at St. John Vianney Catholic Church in Round Rock, which is just north of Austin. So if you are not from Austin, you're welcome to come. Mm-hmm. We can help you even find a hotel if you need one. Uh, but it's just, just a few minutes north of Austin. And it is going to be a night of worship and adoration and community building connecting women with others who are ready to go on this journey. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the culmination of our Find Your Fire series. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, yeah. Being knighted. All the things. Yeah, James Longoria, who has been our worship leader for most of our his beloved events, he is yeah. fantastic. He will be there, and man, is he anointed with the Spirit. Yeah, he is. Just, yeah, he is. Whew, it's going to be beautiful. We're going to yeah. have dinner. It'll be fun. So you can register on our website, um, hisbelovedoftexas.com. Until November 1st, tickets are $25. After that, they are $30. Yeah. And bring a friend. Yes, bring a Lots lot of friends. Of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Tell all your people. Yeah. Um, all are invited. You can share it with yeah. mom's groups or ladies' groups, uh, young adults, college students, teenagers. Yeah. All of you guys are welcome. Yeah. Um, we love to be a place to allow you to deepen your faith. Yeah. Even at a young age. Yeah. So. We look forward to seeing you there. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Bye. Hey friends, we would love to hear from you. So you can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram is His Beloved of Texas or on Facebook. And we also have a Facebook group called His Beloved. I will tag all of those in the show notes. We would love for you to join us, especially if you are on this Find Your Fire journey with us. Go to our His Beloved Facebook group and share with us what stood out to you this week. Where is God moving in your heart? What is he calling you to that's maybe new or exciting or different? Or maybe it's something he's been trying to remind you for so long and maybe you're ready to receive it now. Also, one more thing that would just mean the world to us is in podcasting, having reviews and rates on our podcast app mean that other people can find our show. So please, 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 if you listen on Apple or Spotify or Google, go to your podcast app and click rate and give us a five-star rating if you'd like, and maybe a little review about what you love about this podcast, because that helps people when they start searching for Catholic podcasts to find us. Also share with friends, the biggest way people find out about us is because you tell them. And we want as many people as possible to go on this journey with us. All right, guys, see you next week.